slash volunteer. Again, www.sffoodbank.org slash volunteer to find out how you can help.
It's six o'clock, a little bit after. It's time for Joke Workshop at Mutiny Radio. Let's hear it, everybody. Welcome, and thanks for being here. Give it up for yourselves for showing up on a Monday afternoon, early evening. Woo! Joke Workshop was uh, everybody gets uh, four minutes, and if you have comments, you get uh, an additional. We only have time for three minutes. Comments, feedback. After you have, uh, you do the first three minutes, you get a. That tells you that you have a minute left, and we're ready to get the show started, everybody? Woo! All right, let's welcome your first comic to the stage, Raj Reina. Thanks so much. Thank you. No, no. No, please. Thank you. Thank you very much. You guys all look wonderful. Blah, blah, blah. Gotta get going. Hi, how's it going? My name is Raj Reina. It's cool. I have some goals in comedy. I hope we can talk about that. My goal in comedy, honestly, and I've, I've shared this a little bit, but it's actually I want to have the San Jose Center for Performing Arts named after me. I think that'd be really cool. But I also know that that's going to take a while. So in the meantime, I've, I've uh, decided to change my name to Raj San Jose Center for Performing Arts Reina. I've really done that. Personally, I've done that. I like it's a feedback mic. We're getting feedback already. Thank you. Just kidding. Um, oh, my therapist, huh? I've been, I've been going to therapy. Um, I can't believe I pay her sometimes. Honestly, I can't believe I pay a person to tell me that I should quit doing comedy. This is what she told me. She told me I should stop doing comedy, and I swear to God, what I, my response to that was, that's, that's a good one. I'm going to use that in a set. That's hilarious. But honestly, I, the, I, can I let you in on a secret, though? I think, real talk, I really think my, my therapist might be depressed, I think. I think so. I really think she might be depressed because um, she's, I, she's like, she goes, hey, Raj, how's it going? I go, it's going great, going fantastic. How about you, And She's like, you know, it's been better. What the fuck, you know? Hey, Anne, you know, things are going great, but, you know, not going so great, but, you know, life is long. She goes, yeah, hopefully. What? It's like, what, do we need to start going to couples therapy or something? What's going on here? You know, going to couples therapy with your therapist. That's a good one. Um... I went because of relationship troubles. By the way, what's the difference between a therapist and a and a girlfriend? Does anyone know? Real? I I don't I don't know. I was asking. I can't afford either, so it's, uh, it's a little bit tricky. Oh. Uh, marriage. Marriage is when one boring person marries another boring person and commits themselves to a boring life. Isn't that what it is? I talked to uh, my uncle. I, I had this whole relationship thing, and he gave me some good marriage advice. He said, Raj, I love being married. Best part about being married, I haven't had to use a condom in seven years. It's been fantastic. Right? He said, the worst part about being married, dude, I haven't had sex in about seven years, bro. It's been tough. Oh, thank you. I hate that joke. I've been saying it for, for three years, and it fucking sucks. Okay? Um, strippers. That's why I see strippers. Oh, well, yeah. Um, yeah. Let's go strippers. Um, I think uh, I think we uh, I think we have I think I have a lot in common with strippers. I think so. You might be like Roger, Indian. What do you possibly have? Because she's a stripper. She has daddy issues. I'm Indian. I have daddy issues. It works out pretty well, right? So, um, and I think everyone loves a strip club. Everyone loves a good strip club. Indian people, white people, brown people, Asian people, old people, even babies. Babies definitely walk by a strip club like, oh shit, look, it's it's breakfast. Holy shit, you know? It's a t- it's <laughs> okay. Um, uh, and and I was dating a stripper for a while. Um, and then I started. You know, she started asking personal questions like, so what's your real name? I'm like, come on, we can't go there, you know? I was dating a stripper for a while. Uh, we, we were probably dating for around six or seven lap dances. And um, 
It was good. It was a good arrangement. I think that that means I have five more minutes. Oh, okay. Um, I do love I do strippers and I, I love older women too. Um, I love women that get their hot flashes, menopause, menopause, or as I like to call it, vaginal global warming. That's um, it's a new one. Does that know? Okay, well, it's hard to tell. Well, but to end it, I will say dating, uh, dating, uh, dating a beautiful woman is a lot like getting into an Ivy League college. You know, you've heard that analogy. You know what I mean? Dating a beautiful woman is a lot like getting into an Ivy League college because you know, if you're Indian, your parents will just make it happen. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Raj. Thank you very much. Next comedian coming to the stage, and he's going to get comments. Please give it up for Chris Beasley. <laughs> What up, what up? Uh, let's see. feel like I'm in a toxic relationship with San Francisco. Uh, car gets broken into, really sad. Then the sun comes out, I'm like, I love you, bitch. I love you. It's very uncomfortable. Happens all the time. Um, you've heard the saying, money can't buy happiness. A lot of people tell me, man, Chris, you're so happy. Uh, <laughs> I guess that means I'm broke as shit, which I am. I feel like that's the worst thing in the world is to have plenty of money and or to have plenty of happiness and I can't like sell it to my sad white friends because they're struggling, man. They're struggling. I had a friend of mine call me, you know, ready to end it all. And they're like, yeah, man, I just sat in the car, the garage closed. I'm like, bro, you waste gas money? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and you have a house with a garage. Are you, what? <sighs> I, the best I could do is like, Maybe save up for a lift ride to jump off the bridge. Yeah, may I don't know. I'd have to go to work just to make the money. It, I don't know. I think I'll just keep saving up. We'll see. Um, I you remember back in the day, every evil villain was like, "Give me one million dollars." Like that's it, Nick. Like that's living in San Francisco. You ain't getting anything for that. These villains need to do better. Um, I also been going to therapy again. It, it's weird when you go to therapy, when you're a happy person, uh, my therapist thinks that I am like happy cause I'm afraid of being sad or something like that. So she challenges me, like think of something that's really sad in your life. And she's like, you know, your dad, he was never really around much cause he was so busy working. I was like, you're right. I did grow up white. Um, <laughs> She's like, no, you're supposed to be sad about this. Like, you're right. During the pandemic, I called her excited because I was like, oh, I'm actually sad right now. And she goes, Chris, everyone's sad right now. It's like, bitch, don't take this moment. I, I earned this. I worked really hard to be uh, introspective during this time. Um, no, I, I mentioned my dad. He had, he, he had money and shit like that. I grew up, you know, I was privileged in a way. And it's weird because I, I think I know what it's like to have what, like what cis white males go through, right? It's like you're in the worst era of your people and it's rough, right? Because old eras, they was killing it, supreme, better than everybody. Like I get that because I'm a Cowboys fan and uh, <laughs> it's not popping right now, but it used to be. And I, I know what that's like. Um, personally, I'm a, I'm, I'm a kind of guy that hates small talk. You know, if I ask you how you been, you're like, ah, it's been bad. It's like, ah, that's boring. You know, I grew up watching cable, man, HBO. Like, tell me your demons. I want to know if you slept with your sister. Like, I, I want to know, have you been molested before? Or is this your first time? Because I'll take it easy on you. Um, <laughs> just, 
let's see. Um, I, I've said this a couple times, but like Black Lives Matter is really big out here. I see the posters and the signs and everything. And for me personally, that means I just found out this is happening. Uh, the American flag means I'm racist. And I want to know which flag means I think some of them deserved it, but just not all of them. Yeah, let's start. All right. <laughs> um, thank you. Uh, it's weird. Racism is it's, it can be heavy because you can internalize the shit. Uh, this happened to me. I was very aware of like the potential liberation to have your ability to change the skin tone of your emojis. It's like, oh, wow. Thank you for this. Until one day I was looking at my favorite emojis like, why are these blacked out? Why can't I use these? All right. <laughs> it, it legit happened. I'm looking like, OK, all the yellow ones are still here, but mine are like still loading. I don't know. It was weird. Uh, let's finish on. Oh, this is just random, but we'll see if it works. I visited a, a white friend of mine family and they're like really rich. And it felt like going to their home was like being on the Oregon Trail. Like, you don't have Wi-Fi, you're at the Forge of fucking River, and you get dysentery on the way. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll play with that one. Thank y'all so much. I'll take comments. <laughs> comments, anybody? The mics are up in the front. Hey. Um, loved it. Um... And uh, yeah, I like the joke at the end about the distance because it's like people like it seems like really rich people like they just kind of go back in time a little bit. And yeah, I, I thought I, I, I thought that was funny. Um, and then the other thing is that um, there were two jokes. So one was um, about the friend in the car, um, like like offing himself in the garage felt like that was like a pretty big change. And then there was another joke later that was like, I really want to know how you're doing. You know, like, I want to know like what's going on in your life. And like, maybe there's a way to like tie those two together. Like, you know, like cut the small talk and your friend's like, oh yeah, well, here's what's actually going on. Um, so yeah. with this is this working yeah. Uh, yeah so when you said uh, the dog joke why didn't you why did you cut the silence so quickly mm. I would say that was probably the first time for me saying it out loud so it's me getting comfortable with just sitting with that one that, that was pretty good there's somebody else coming up go on go ahead. yeah I was thinking about the uh, the millionaire one um, it is a little close to like Austin Powers one, and I think you you have a take there. You could go with it, especially of like if you either make up a a situation or like something you read, and like all the effort they go through for some like amount of money that's not going to do shit for them here. Oh, yeah. I think there's somewhere you can go with it because yeah, at first like the first thing I was like, oh yeah, they, they made that joke in Austin Powers, and they all laughed at him for saying he only wanted a million. Yeah. So I was like, that that could be a way to take it somewhere fresh. Yeah. One last comment. Has anyone ever made like Floyd Mayweather looking like jokes or yeah. something? Yeah. It feels hacky. I hate them. I say I look like Steph Curry. It is hacky. It works. Yeah. So I don't know. Say no. My dad wasn't Floyd Mayweather. I feel like it's an option. Okay. 
I like that. Appreciate it. Thank you all. Chris Beasley, everybody. Give it up. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Next comedian coming to the stage. He's going to get comments, so get out your notes or pay attention and give him comments. Charlie Moore, everybody. First off, do these sweats look like they're like made the way the factory? It just looks like I bought like the cheap like Ross dress for less like <laughs> Nike sweats. Apparently, this is how they're supposed to be designed. Um, I used to be addicted to vaping. That's I quit. Um, but there were a lot of moments in that journey where I knew I had a problem with vaping. I think the biggest one is I was on the way to meet my friends at the beach, and I stopped by the store to get a uh, to get a vape. And my friend, he calls me and says, hey, we forgot sunscreen. Do you mind bringing some sunscreen to the beach? I say, no problem. That's all good. But when I get there, I realize I only had $10 in my pocket. And between the vape or the sunscreen, we got sunburned as fuck. That was bad. I didn't get sunburned. I got a nice little golden tan. But they all did. My white friends did. Um, yeah. And it's annoying. Like, when I was trying to quit, nobody ever takes vaping addiction seriously. You're like, oh, I'm addicted to heroin. Oh, you must have had a rough childhood. I'm addicted to drinking. What's going on in your life? I'm addicted to vaping. Pfft, fucking dumbass. <laughs> right? Like, no one takes it seriously. And there's a lot of articles I read that I think are concerning. Like, I read one that goes, nicotine is as addictive as cocaine. Showing that article to someone who's successfully quit nicotine and kind of wants to try cocaine, that's a little dangerous, I think. <laughs> Giving me bad ideas. Um... One thing I will say that I really miss is the social aspect of vaping, though. Because at parties, I could go up to a girl and I'd be like, oh, what flavor is your vape? She'd be like, vanilla cool. And then she'd be like, what flavor is your vape? And I'd be like, chocolate weirdo. Yeah, uh, that's why. Uh, that's enough on about vaping. Um, I grew up in a really white high school. I was one of only two African-American boys in my high school. And one time, my whole white friend group, they, they said they wanted to go to black church to quote, see if it was like the movies. So <laughs> I decided to take them. I thought it was an opportunity to spread God. I was religious at that time. I thought it was an opportunity to show them Christianity. It was like reverse colonization almost. And yeah, so I decided to do that. And it was funny. My favorite moment of it is my friends, they wanted to sit in the front row. And we actually realized we were in the disability section. And this guy came over, and he had to send us to the back. You will never see a smile on a man's face more than an old black man getting to send a group of white kids to the back. You'll never see that. Um, but the favorite part, my best part of it, was at some point at the very end, the pastor comes up, and he goes to the crowd, and he goes, if you believe in equal rights, say amen. If you believe, in rep if you believe that black people are equal, say amen. If you believe black people are entitled to reparations, say amen. And then he passed the tip jar to my white friends and gave them a look. <laughs> so yeah, that was fun. The other bad part, we started a song. All right, come along with it for a little. I know we're in an open mic. But he started a song. He goes, Jesus, Jesus. And my white friends were like, <clears throat> and just fucking ruined it. That was bad. <laughs> All right, uh, last one. Uh, I don't say the N-word very often. I've talked about that a lot in my other sets. I won't cover those jokes. But I don't know. Like, saying the N-word to me is like getting drunk and going to Chuck E. Cheese. It's not against the rules, but it feels a little bit wrong. doesn't feel good. Um, I have the same attitude towards saying the N-word as I do towards skipping over depressing kids' commercials. 
you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. <sighs> All right, bad jokes. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate you. Charlie Moore, everybody. Thank you. Anybody have comments? Comments? Very good. Um, I really like to explore the confidence of um, someone that has beaten nicotine and then it's like, oh, I can do any drug now. Yeah. Like, just going from the next one to the next one. And it's like, it, it took me six years to beat this one, but and I, I sucked a few dicks, but I beat it, you know, like whatever yeah. you go through. Um, then the reverse colonization joke I thought was, was hilarious as well. Um, taking that further of like just the irony that um, black people were given this religion and that white people are like, oh, you still on that shit? And then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, that's just funny to me. Um, and then there was one more. What was there? was one more. Um, then you end it with, oh, and then, uh, or at least in the South Church, it's all about the Holy Ghost and, and yeah. maybe talking about how when black people catch the Holy Ghost, they have rhythms. And when white people, they're just like, whatever. Because yeah. the act out's funny. So just Maybe a the setup. The Holy Ghost coming to your body. Yeah. Yeah. Good shit. Good shit. <laughs> Any other comments? I have one, Charlie. Yeah. Um, the nicotine and cocaine, I thought it was great. Mm. I would say do a compare and contrast hmm. and delve into it, yeah. expand it more, and okay, do yeah. different things that you can do on with one and not the oh, other, shit. or like yeah. that. Like on nicotine, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Do you have a comment? Uh, just I really like your vaping part. So maybe you can um, explain what got you into this. Maybe it yeah. was like the high school thing, peer pressure, or like this is just what. Yeah. People who were kind of these joggers do or like some sort of like cultural, like uh, generational, generational yeah. thing. And uh, maybe you were in denial at first. Mm -hmm. Maybe you were vaping all the time and you were like, no, like, you know, I'm not addicted. So there yeah. could be something there. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys it? so much. Thank you, Charlie. Yeah, Everybody you. give it up for Charlie. Thank you. Is Pete Balmer here? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Pete, you're up next. Now, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's good. Yeah, we're crushing it. I'm just, I'm a professional. Um, uh, I think, I think. Um, let me think. How do I? Uh, do you guys, do you guys have social media? God, that's such an annoying question to start. I think, uh, I, I think it's weird that everyone like has to have an online public persona now and like we're comedians so we have to more than most but um like everybody has like a like a like a version of themselves that exists online and i think it's funny when uh you know you try to get your own username but you're unable to because somebody else has that name and then you have like i have friends of mine who will have their instagram name will be like the real and then their name it's like i don't think anyone was questioning that <laughs> it's like is this even the real connor kennedy <laughs> Who works at marketing at Square? Like, how, how can we know it's him? I need to get a social media blast sent out. Um, okay, uh, I think that I think it's it, it's it's funny. Like, you get to know your friends in like very specific capacities, and it feels like you know your friends very well. But then there's areas that you don't know them very well. You know, like it's hard to tell which of your friends have like trust issues. That's not something that comes out quickly uh, until it's your turn to give them directions on a long drive. You know, because some friends will be like, you're going to have a right in three miles, and that's all that they'll say. And then you have some friends who it's like, okay, you're going to need to be in the right lane right now. 
You have okay. You have two more miles, and then you need to be in the right lane. <laughs> I don't think there's a stoplight. Do you see the stoplight? Do you see the stoplight? Okay. Uh, make sure you don't leave the car after you turn this right. Don't abandon me forever. Okay, I think that's kind of fun. Sweet. Um, fucking. I uh, I think people. This could have gone after the first thing where I was talking about being online, but that's uh, you know, a note. Um. It's it's funny. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, so on the like the self-importance train, um, I think it's also interesting that uh, like, all right, where do we stand on like how how do you guys text about drugs? Make some noise if you are willing to openly text about drug usage in your text conversations. Okay. Yeah. 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 I think it's a split because I think at first like everyone was like we could never talk about like if you talk like texted weed to your friend he's like I'm gonna fucking kill you. And it's like I don't think you want that in text either, but. Um, but it's funny now, I feel like a lot of my friends like have this weird compromise where I, I text about drugs openly. I don't, I don't think the FBI gives a shit about me doing drugs. Like, look how white I am. Like, um, and, uh, it's a weird, I feel like a lot of people end up like on a compromise where they'll like use emojis that are clearly about certain drugs, but they won't. They'll be like, Hey dude, can you get me some mushroom emoji for Saturday? I don't think you're fooling anyone anyone with that, dude. Like, think, okay, cool. You think the FBI couldn't figure that out? Yeah, that's where that would go. Uh, okay, I, I'm tall, but I'm not that tall. Uh, like, nobody asks me if I play professional basketball, you know, I'm 6'4". I think there's different sort of, like, bands of height that determine how much of your identity it is. Like, if you're 6'6 and above, height is your main thing. If you're as a dude, if you're below five seven, it's also going to be your main thing. And then if it's if you're five eight to five ten, it doesn't have to be your main thing, but they will make it their main thing. Like the other day, I was hanging out with some guys and we were talking about like surfing, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm bad at surfing. I'm too tall." And this like five nine guy piped up. He's like, "Must be nice." <laughs> Brag about it. I don't know. You know how they sound. Okay, cool. I think that's all I wanted to work on. Thanks, guys. Pete Ballmer, everybody. Thank you. Yeah. I'm good on comments unless people have substantials. Yeah. Oh, there is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let me help you out, my guy. Yeah. Let me help you be more subtle. Mushroom. I really hope I'm not wrong on t Oh yeah, here we go. It's right there. What's your number? I'll text it to you. Just kidding. I'm not going to text you. But Yeah, I got you, man. This is awesome feedback. I think this is the first this is the first in the history of Mutiny Radio where I've given feedback to an audience member <laughs> as opposed to Here you go. There we go. Hope that's a relevant text to send. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, there's all kinds of features on phones. It's wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anybody else <laughs> have a lock screen? Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is just my my take on it, but it also sounds like if you're five eight to what, how tall did you say? I think I said five ten, but I didn't think about the numbers that clearly. Okay, well, whatever that gap is, it's also like possibly a freedom. Like you, it doesn't mm. have to come up. Some people force it, which was the joke. Yeah. But also just this like people walking in. Like I don't know, dating freedom, or I don't know what it would be. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think that that is that is the it, then it's as much of your identity as you choose it's, for it to be. Exactly. And some people choose the wrong thing. I don't so. know. Yeah. 
And if you're 5'11", your whole life is spent becoming an expert on the height of shoe soles. Oh, uh, that's a good, that's a, yeah, 5'11 is a, is a, that, that's a good note. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I'm a flip-flops 5'11". Okay, yeah. cool. Any Thanks, guys. Comments? Oh, okay, thank you. Thank you. Yay. Next comment coming to the stage, Sean Durham, and he wants comments. <laughs> Well, I'm gonna go through some that are not fleshed out at all. So if y'all could help me, it'd be great. Okay. All right. Well, so not to brag, I uh, I was a uh, planned pregnancy, but that's like the only part my parents planned. Like the rest of it was like a choose your own adventure. And they didn't even really have like a good reason for having a kid. They had just like killed their first child. And not not like on purpose. I mean, I wasn't there, but not on purpose. Uh, but then they just like immediately had me after, you know? So I was like the sequel to my brother. Like I had a higher budget to work with, but I'll never be as good as the first. Um, what else do I want to go with? Oh, um, my dad is a Mexican, which I, I love telling people because like they start looking at me with that like a uh, yogurt look. You know the one I'm talking about? The yogurt look like, oh, he's white, but he's got culture. All right, that's all I'm going to go with that joke. Uh, I, uh, oh, does anyone here own a cat? Yeah? Do you let your cat go outside? Okay, good. Like, you care about your cat. I, uh, I had a neighbor who just, like, lost their cat from a coyote outside. And I think it's kind of wild that that's just, like, such a relaxed thing, right? Because, like... Because if my dog is outside without me, right, that's like a big emergency. But I also kind of realized the way people react to dogs outside, like, changes neighborhood to neighborhood. Like, you know you're in a really rough neighborhood if there's, like, one of those, like, thick-ass chihuahuas walking by. That looks like it has something to do, right? And uh, you know in a really nice neighborhood, like, when people, like, start stopping traffic for a dog... They all like start making a plan, a little strategy. They get together, you know, and they corral it, and everyone's like clapping and shit. All right, that's all I thought out with that one. Um, what else do I want to talk about? I uh, think it's kind of weird that people order steak uh, medium or like well done, right? Because for me, it feels like you're gaslighting the fact they're eating a dead animal. And if you're on a date with someone who's doing that, like you know for sure you're not getting ahead, right? Cause like they're just gonna be down there going like, ugh, this pussy's pink. You better throw that shit back on the grill. The cow's still mooing. Um, but uh, like, you want that person that like likes their steak like super raw, you know? Like where there's all like that liquid in the plate and they're just sucking up all that steak juices. Like I'm like, sorry for where I'm going with this. I will even eat my girl out, like, if she's on her period, right? Like, I don't give a shit. I'll be down there going, like, ooh, I didn't know you were into weightlifting because you are pumping iron. Thank you, thank you. Okay, where do I want to end here? I guess I'll tell one I completely don't know where I'm going with it. I, uh, I have, uh, I'm, like, looking for a job right now, mostly, like, entry-level positions, which if y'all know what that means, it's, like, 
you're completely new to the field and everyone's requiring you to have like 10 years of experience on some random program that only that company uses. And uh, there's a lot of job scams out there too. You know, it's been really rough for me. So I started reaching out to those job scams because, you know, they're the only ones who've been calling me back and it's good for morale. And that's all I have there. Thank you. I'll really use your feedback on those. Thank you. Anybody have feedback? Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Uh, I'm not good at Um I I like the I really like your premise of you were a planned pregnancy, but that's the only thing they planned. Like I think there's funny opportunities for tags there of like after they took me out of the hospital, they're like, ah, it's a two seat car, you've got to catch the bus or something like that. Um I think like going like providing funny examples of like the ways in which, you know, your parents weren't planning for you kind of like as you grew up, I think is funny. Um, if you're going to mention that your parents killed your, uh, you, you got to either say more or less. <laughs> you can't be like, well, they killed the first one. <laughs> like, <laughs> cause, yeah. I, I, I actually did have more, I just fucked them up. And I just oh yeah, on. totally no like, worries. Yeah, like, I'm sure yeah, you thought yeah. of it, but just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you're going to, yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to do some of that if you're going to bring it up. Um, and then, wait, what was the last word you said of the yogurt part? Oh, you uh, said they look like because I missed the last word, so I don't know what you're trying for there. Oh, uh, just the they uh, you're white but you're cultured. Oh, cultured. Oh, yeah. that's funnier then. Okay, cool. Yeah, I don't know. You could maybe do like a some kind of like sour cream or like what well, I don't know, like like another. I'm uh, like I'm actually. What's the uh uh for us? What's like a is it sour cream kind of like a Mexican food thing? I'm not. I'm not really the, the guy for this, but you know, I that's funny. Okay, sweet, nice. <laughs> Yeah, I was just gonna say I I think the Chihuahua concept is really funny. I think it's not as much of a like relatable moment though, so I think it would be funny funnier told as a story instead of as a like you know you're in because I don't think people are gonna relate with that, but I think the concept and idea is funny. So my opinion. Um this is piggybacking Pete of the uh well i'll start with the yogurt thing because it's on my mind i don't i don't get the yogurt reference but then it made me think when you added culture it's like like greek yogurt like it's white on top but at the bottom there's like flavor so that was a thought i had um yeah the i I, i'm so curious about the brother or i don't even know what it was (laughs) but i i think it's funny that either your parents were like whoa we got further with this one than we did the like I don't know how your previous sibling passed, but if they didn't even make it or something, then maybe you or the you made it way further because you made it out the womb or some shit like that. Um, and then I thought it was also funny that maybe they're comparing you the whole time, like because your brother's in heaven, like what you're you're fucking up and your brother's an angel or something yeah. like that. Like you can compare the two of you to that all the time. Okay. Um, and then you had fuck I forgot what the other joke was, but good shit, good shit. One more thing, Sean. I wanted to know how you feel about that with your brother. What's uh, your take on it? You uh, know, when, you don't have to tell me now. <laughs> I mean, to to explore that. Yeah, yeah. And whatever, or like you can act it out or talk about it. I think it, there's room to explore that. Yeah, I'm definitely going okay. through with my therapist right now. So. <laughs> what was your second to last? Uh, the one about the steak with blood oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, so this is, you can take this any kind of way, obviously they're all notes. Um, 
I think if you played with how you presented that joke, you could go really dirty with it and not ruin clean rooms. But um, there's like macho dudes who will order a steak but won't go down on a woman. And you could like do a parallel like, oh, this dude, he's like, you know, wants it rare, it's pink, it's juicy, it's da -da, but then his wife's complaining at home that he doesn't go down on him. It's the same thing. Or just something, because I, I saw the parallel, thought that was awesome, and just playing with that more. Okay. Cool, thank you. Awesome. Give it up for Sean, Appreciate everybody. It, thank you. <laughs> Woo! Next comedian coming to the stage, Dorian Trong, everybody. Hello, everyone. Uh, my friend was having trouble getting a job, so he had me look at his resume, and I immediately saw what was wrong, so I asked him, have you ever considered lying? Because that works every single time, you know, lying on your resume, they don't check. You know, the secret to getting any job is to look for a job, you know, with a lot of white people and just saying you're multilingual. That's how I got my job at the public defender office. You know, they don't know, they don't check. I just like, yeah, I speak uh, Thai and Spanish. And they're like, really? Gnarly. And my job is super easy. I just uh, sit there all day looking at YouTube. And uh, when, when I finally have a client that needs a bilingual service come in, I just go on Google Translate. And then I type in, uh, if you ever come back, I'm calling the cops. You know, and my, my boss is really impressed. He was like, man, you see like 30 clients a day, here's some money. I'm like, thanks, man. Which is what I do, I flip off my boss for not doing my job. Uh, recently I've been hearing, you know, a lot of comedians say they, uh, they stopped dating white women. But uh, I gotta say, I'm, I'm never gonna stop. Because you know? <laughs> dating white women are great, you know, if you're, if you're not a white man, okay? Because if you're in a, in a relation, uh, in a relation, in a, what am I thinking? I just woke up from a nap. Interracial relationship with a white woman, you know, she will back you up no matter the craziest shit you say, you know what I mean? Like, I was, uh, I was having dinner with uh, her white parents one day, and uh, she was there, of course, and, and uh, you know, her dad was trying to, her dad was trying to, you know, connect me, and he's like, hey, you, I heard you live in the city. Um, I was driving downtown the other day, and I gotta tell you, like, the crime has gone out of control. Like, that place is uh, unlivable right now. So I looked at her and gave her one of these looks and I stared directly into his eyes and I said, as a white man, I do not think you should have an opinion about my neighborhood. And immediately he's like, what the fuck? Then my girlfriend was like, Danny, I think, I think he has a point. And he's just so fucking upset. But it's funny because I actually agree with him. You know, I, just, <laughs> I was like, when I drive through downtown, I'm like, yeah, the crime has gone out of control. Uh, I think I created a racist that day. Um, I mean, he was already on the fence, but I pushed him over for funsies, you know. <laughs> um, I, uh, I I started I just started a new relationship, and it's it's funny, you know. Like, in your when you're actually in a relationship is way different than when you're dating, because when when you're dating, they would get mad at you for you know, for like things like uh, not test not texting them back soon enough or you know try to grab their boob you know we're at a restaurant but now she's like getting mad at me for things that don't even exist you know like me like me cheating on her on a date uh or the gender wage gap 
I uh, I just had period sex right before I got here. Thank you. She was a she was a slave, and I was a soldier from the Civil War. I was like, hey, you're gonna be all right. You'll be free in about ten minutes. But right now, I think I think it's okay to have you know sexual fantasies about slavery, right? We were like iffy about it at first, you know. She was like, maybe we can't do this. Mom, like, it's all right, babe. You're white and uh, I'm black, so it's fine. All right, that's my time. Doreen Chong, everybody, thank you. You. Your next comedian coming to the stage, please give it up for Jared Senna. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Wally Hippolito, and uh, I'm here to tell you guys jokes. Okay, uh, uh, Dorian, are you there? Ugh, whatever. He's gonna riff on something he did, but he's not here. You guys are loving this. <laughs> All right, anyways, I'll just get on to it. Um, I never uh, tell people I'm a stand-up comic. Uh, I feel like that's arrogant. And that's why I don't like post any photos of me doing this on my Instagram. Because, he, because although it's going to make me look good, probably going to me a good amount of likes and comments, and people will call me brave, I know in, in my mo- back of my mind that while that photo was being taken that I bombed that entire set. So it's like I'm lying to them. You know? You know? You know? Fuck yeah, that joke worked. Uh, okay. Um, and also, it's, it's, guys, can't you agree it's arrogant to call yourself a comedian? Like, you're basically like going around telling people that you're funny. That's like if I was a porn star and like I just went up to everyone and telling people that I fuck. Like, hey, man, I fuck for a living. Do you know that? I fuck. That part, I'll, I'll drop. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, uh, a lot of people get adrenaline off jumping off really big things uh, with, in big heights. Like, uh, they get adrenaline from jumping off skyscrapers, uh, adrenaline from jumping off helicopters, Personally, I like to do that, but like in more affordable and more uh, 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 easier me- easier means. So I just uh, jump off chairs, uh, not as much as a thrill, um, not not as much as a thrill. Um, people always ask me, "Why do you like jumping off chairs?" It's easy. So the rope around my neck can kill me. Uh, that was too dark. This lady, yes, too dark. Sorry. Okay, anyway, suicide numbers are going up. Just kidding. Um, uh, okay, um, I'll, uh, I've been living in San Francisco for about five years, and the city has made me more uh, progressive. Uh, uh, for... For example, I've become an activist in the time that I've been here. I really started to care more about social causes, particularly uh, LGBTQ plus uh, issues surrounding them. Uh, I became this way after I dated a bunch of bisexual women. Um, it was a good experience, a really eye-opening experience for both of us. I learned to be more sympathetic to issues surrounding gay people, and she they realizes that they don't really like men. 
So, uh, and that's my activism, basically. It's not centered through, like, nonprofits. I'm just such a piece of shit in relationships. It makes them want to switch, uh, switch teams. Uh, uh, I'm like the prime demographic of bisexual women to go after. Uh, men they can beat up. Basically, men that look like lesbians. Okay, uh... I watched that new House of the Dragon Game of Thrones prequel series. Did you guys watch that? Oh, okay. One guy? Okay. I feel like Game of Thrones is just... Or fucking HBO is just running out of ideas to shock people. Because, like, first it was, like, sex and, like, all the killing. That was cool. But, like, this way they went too far and they actually showed, like, someone... Like, someone ripping a baby out of someone someone's stomach while they were, like, not sedated. Like... You know, I have nowhere to go with that. Give it up for Lauren, everybody. Jared Sun, everybody. Thank you. Your next comedian coming to the stage is, I think he's new to the room. No? No? Maybe. Second time. Very good. Give it up for Marina Petrova. And I've lost my Thank you. Hello. I'm Russian. But I only bomb with the open mics. Don't worry. <laughs> the reason I do this is um, because I was raised mostly by my grandmother. My family sent me away. It was hard for my mother to leave me. She said she had to ride a train for 12 hours without any air conditioning and with a fucking one-year-old baby who shitted herself. If there are any men who are interested, I don't shit myself anymore, unless you're into it. You got to check these days. People are into weird stuff. Uh, did you hear step sibling porn is very popular? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if they're actual step siblings. How does anyone know that? Um, uh, when, as, when I was older, like three or four, I begged my family if I can actually live at home. And they had to explain adult things to me. They said, you know, the economy is very bad. We don't have much money. And we don't like you very much over here. I think it's funny. I don't know what Americans do. I'm curious uh, when they don't like their baby. Do they keep them around? Do you keep them around? Can you imagine throwing away a baby? Are they garbage or compost? How do you know? I don't know. What do people say when somebody just went to the toilet? Is there a way to congratulate, like, happy? Uh, no, no worries. <laughs> no worries. Uh, I didn't mean to shame you. I'm not like my mother. I'm, I'm just, I wanted to be happy with you for your platter. Uh, in my family, you know, they didn't give hugs. Instead, we did handshakes and chest bumps. That's why I have very large arms and very small chest. It's not small, it's permanently compressed. I don't have any official photos from before kindergarten, but now when my family tells me I'm the daughter, I can respond with objection hearsay. Kindergarten were my favorite years. There was great food. Uh, they gave us every day this hot milk of glass with this thick film on top of it. They said it's very important to train your gag reflex for when we are family cannot afford rent. Some days they left five-year-olds in charge of three-year-olds. 
and they prepared us for this. They said, you know, if they cry really bad, you have to make sure immediately they get dehydrated. It works. You should try it. You should try it one day. Uh, and uh, we also had these evenings where we did recitals. We recited poems. I don't know if you know, Russians are big on poetry. We're not just about invasion, okay? Um, so um, one of the poems um, goes something like this. The stars are so shiny on this warm summer night, but factories closed and my husband has died. Dandelions are yellow and grass is so tall. When winter arrives, I'll have no food at all. All right, uh, I'm gonna end here. All right, thank you so much. Karina Petrova, everybody, thank you. Woo! Is Kelly Evans here? Not yet? Okay, Yusuf Ander. Is Yusuf Ander here? Okay. Boris Sherko, are you here? Yay! Give it up for Boris Sherko. Thank you so much, Lauren. Um, happy to be here. I I recently made the mistake of donating money to an actually good cause, and now they won't stop emailing me. Yeah, they recently sent me an email that said, um, for thirty dollars you could feed one child. And it's like, yeah, $30 is a lot of money, you know? This is a Michelin star care package. I mean, what was embarrassing is that it was like for $10, for $30, you can feed a child. And if you donate $30, we'll match you three times. So you donate 30, they'll add 90. But it's like, are you saying you have $90 and you're not giving it, you know? Why do you need my money? All right, there's an idea. Um, I, I, uh, mo most of the girlfriends I've had in my life have told me that I have a, uh, I have bad taste and that they have better taste than me in clothes and food and home decor, and they think they're like, they're proud of it that they have good taste, but they tell me I have bad taste, and it's like I feel like it doesn't make sense because. You're dating me. If I have bad taste, what does that say about you? You know what I mean? Like, if I have such bad taste, why do you want me to say I love you? You know? <laughs> Doesn't really make sense. Um, I've recently been applying for some jobs, and, uh, yeah, I was using this, like, online resume editing uh, software, and it told me to put in my education, and I put in that I have three associate degrees, and it was like, don't tell anyone that, you know? I don't know if you know this, an associate's degree is the only degree that the more of them you have, the dumber people think you are, you know? Like, if you had three PhDs, people would think you're a genius. But if you have three associates, people are like, why were you there for so long, you know? I actually looked up what an associate's really even means, and obviously it's a, you know, it's a degree you get from a community college. Specifically, you get it when you go to a community college long enough that they want you to leave. Um, that's pretty much how it works. Um, I did start a new job recently, and I realized that if there's IT onboarding to heaven, I'd rather go to hell, you know? 
it's not worth it. I, um, yeah, people say tech is evil, which I don't disagree with, but let me say, let me, let me ask you this. What if I work in tech and I'm really bad at my job? Isn't that the right side of things? You know what I mean? I'm taking research. Okay. Um, I, I, my girlfriend, uh, my girlfriend has a OCD, um, which means that, uh, she's only down to have sex if there's an even number of people in the room, you know? Wait, that doesn't make sense. Of course there's an even number. Ah, um, that would make no sense. The math, yeah. Odd was the word I was looking for. Um, I... I've recently been, uh, I've been trying to meditate. I've been trying to meditate on my way to work and I take, uh, I take the bus on my way to work and I, I realized, like I, I got on the bus and I sat down and I put my headphones in. I was listening to this guided meditation and it was all about breathing exercise. It's like every five seconds, it's like breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, breathe out, you know? Um, and it's trying to get you to really calm and center and reach a place of enlightenment. And I realized the dude next to me was shooting up, um, and I realized that we're both after the same thing, but he's going to get there quicker, you know? Like, I'm taking a horse and buggy, and he's in a Ferrari, you know? His option is so much cooler. Um, yeah. Okay, that's it for me, guys. Give it up for Lauren. For sure, everybody. Thank you. Woo! I'm not sure. If, uh, are you Yusuf? Okay. Yeah. You want to go now? Okay, you're up. Yusuf Ander, everybody. What's up, everybody? It's fucking Monday. Sorry I'm late again. Um, man, this room's a trip. It's like a shrine to American presidents and Latino wrestlers. I don't know. It's interesting. I love it. Um... You know, people are getting really up in arms with the whole vaccination thing. You know, they'll they'll ask me, hey, are you uh, vaccinated? I'm like, yeah, bitch. How about you get relaxinated? Yeah. All right. It's going to go downhill from here. Um, so I'm really interested in repairing helicopters and fixing them up. Not because I'm interested in helicopters, but... I think that the name Dr. Helicopter is very underutilized, and uh, I want to capitalize on that. Um, I'm kind of a weird-looking guy. I feel like I look like a, a Middle Eastern Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle a little bit. Um, I tell you what, though, I was a fucking hot third grader, dude. In the third grade, I was hot. Like, I, I think I peaked in third grade. Um, and I know that because, um, well, there was a very troubled uh, little boy in my class. His name was Forrest. And, um, you know, he was, uh, he was kind of a menace to society type. But one day we were kind of sitting on the side during recess. And this is a true story. Comes right up to me. Bam. Kisses me right on the cheek. I look over. He's giggling, laughing. I was so hot in the third grade that I brought an eight-year-old kid in 1997 outside of the closet. He risked it all for me. How about that? How about that? Yeah, I was, a, I was hot in the third grade. Um, 
He risked it all. Um, what else do we got here? What do we got? Um, oh, okay. So here's another one. So I'm having trouble with online dating. So I was texting with this girl, right? And it was going really well. And she was super cute. I was like, dang, I can't believe I matched with this girl. Like, dang, super fine. And then uh, she's like, what are you interested in? And I was like, butt sacks. And she was like, she was like, LOL, do you mean butt sex? And I was like, nah, I saw this guy playing the saxophone with his butt. And I, I just can't, I can't stop thinking about it. Butt sex. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I'm sorry. Uh, let me look at my, let me do one more. Let me just look at my notes real quick. Um, you know, I feel really bad for uh, snakes. I feel like uh, they kind of got ripped off. Like when they were at like the animal like creation store they didn't get enough features like they were just like yeah i'll take a neck um and god was like anything else and they're like no i think that's it and then there's that really sad moment in a snake's life when they're out and about and then they see a bird for the first time like what the fuck like you can do that like you can go up you can fly you can go 3d world is the world is not 2d that's i think that's pretty sad um poor snakes right that's why they always look so angry because they can't get up. Um, gosh. Okay, last one real quick. So I was online dating again. I saw a photo of a girl with her best friend. And the best friend in the photo was her dog. And I was like, that's kind of pathetic. Um, you know, uh, my best friend has a trampoline. And he also gives me free drugs. And on top of that, he also has a dog. So I fucking, I'm getting so much. And I think someone should tell that girl that she has a better best friend options out there. That's it for me, everybody. Thank you. Thank you all so much. Appreciate Thank you, Yusavander. Have compassion for snakes. Is uh, Lee Wyatt here? Lee Wyatt? No? How about Dan Vogel? Yes, give it up for Dan Vogel, please, everybody. Hello, hello. Yeah, and I'll, I'll be taking feedback at the end. <clears throat> so, uh, monkeypox going around. Monkeypox going around. And... Um, I think I think um, I'm seeing people get it, and I'm like, y'all y'all gotta do your part. Y'all gotta y'all gotta buck up. Stop having sex with each other. I mean, I've been on this train. I've been preparing for monkeypox for years at this point. No no sex, and it's because I knew it was coming. I knew monkeypox was coming, and now I feel like. The Fauci of this wave of um, of of disease of this pandemic. The other day, my um, my friend was with me at a bar, and he was like, "Hey, you're single. Go 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 talk to that girl over there. She's very cute, and she was very cute, and she was you know by herself at at the bar. He was like, "You should go talk with her." And I was like, have you been reading the news? 
Have you been reading the news? There's monkeypox going going on. And what's going to happen is if I go up and talk with her, she's going to want to have sex with me. And then if she has monkeypox, then I will be infected. And that's it's ridiculous. So and that's why we have a pandemic is because we got schmucks like him trying to tell guys like me who are perfectly capable of talking to women at the bar, I could if there wasn't a pandemic going on, perfectly capable to risk my health in a, in a situation like this, you know, so they can get a couple yucks. I, I think that's ridiculous. I think that's ridiculous for a friend to do, to put me in that situation, to put my health at risk. And I, and I, I hate hospitals. I don't want to, I don't want to end up at a hospital with monkeypox. Hello, sir. <laughs> I said, I don't want to end up at a hospital with monkeypox. Um, you know, one, one time I was at a hospital, uh, I woke up naked. I, I don't know where I was. I woke up naked and I was wearing a dress. I was wearing a dress. And then the doctor came in and told me, this is called a gown, technically, it's a technical term, it's called a gown, and that I should not be, I should not be afraid. Another time I was at a hospital, I came in with pink eye, this is a true story, I came in with pink eye, and the doctor told me I had chlamydia, and I was absolutely shocked. Apparently that is like, there's some chlamydia there is, there is pink eye. Um, so I was initially shocked. And then after that shock wore off, I was so pumped to have proof that I had sex and that I could like, I was like, can you write this down? I'd like to show my friends this little slip of paper that I have chlamydia. Uh, Let's see. All right, I'll end on this. Um, I want to be a pro soccer player growing up. I had aspirations to be pro. And I am so glad that I was not good enough for that shit because it feel, it just looks like such a hassle. You got people on Twitter, you know, yabbering at you because, you know, you were out injured and, you know, threw off their bet or whatever. Uh, the other day, I saw a tweet about Messi missing a game due to a strained adductor muscle. Some guy was like, what the heck is that? And I'm like, yeah, what the heck is that? What the heck is an adductor muscle? I mean, if I had one, could I have gone pro? <laughs> That's it. That's the set. Yeah, and Thank I, you, Dan. I, I'd like to take comments. We have some time for comments, a little bit. Anybody? I don't want. I actually don't want any comments. I don't want any. I I changed my mind. I don't. I don't want any. Okay. All right, no comments. Thank oh, we. Oh, there. I do want comments now. There's one comment. Oh yeah. Yeah, you. Come, I think come you. To the mic. What we were earlier, we were coming up to the mic. I. I'm not saying you have to do anything. I'm, Yo, 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 what's up? What's up? Um, I thought that joke, uh, that premise you had was funny that you've been preparing for monkeypox like before and you're not having sex. 
but you, I think you stayed on it too long. I think you just move on. Okay. Because it's funny, but like it was just like you were just too long there. But it was. It, I think that's. It was pretty solid though. It was Appreciate good stuff, it. man. Appreciate it. Okay, is that it? All right. Thank you, Dan, very much. Thank you. Kelly, are you ready? Kelly Evans, everybody. What's up, everybody? How we doing? Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah. It's mutiny on a Monday. That's about right. Um, hey, not suicidal yet, though. Boom, we're winning. We're winning. Uh, I am in Zoom therapy right now. It sucks. Sorry, I'm just wrapped up in the cord. Um, yeah, Zoom therapy is. I mean, I think therapy is great, but Zoom therapy is just like combining the shakiness of my mental health which is like unstable Wi-Fi, which is, yeah, that's not a great combo. I'm just, you know, having an emotional breakthrough one day and I'm like, oh, the screen's been frozen for five minutes. Okay. That just thought she was a very good listener. Um, the main issue though is, yeah, my therapist is like, uh, she uses backgrounds a lot, zoom backgrounds, you know, spice things up. No, it's cause her house is disgusting. She can't get her own shit together. I'm like, I'm fucked. So, but it's really like her choice of background is problematic because I have depression and her background is the Golden Gate Bridge. So I'm like, all right, this is, this is like a sign. She's like, if this doesn't work out, uh, maybe, you know, um, besides I'm more of a Bay Bridge guy. So saying working man suicide. All right. Um, I do, uh, my job is, uh, I give people wine tours. I take rich people out on wine tours. And, uh, a lot of times they want to be like my best friend. So they just like, they're like, come on, drink some wine with us. Let's have a good time. I'm like, I can't drink wine with you because I'm driving the car. You idiot. I have to drink vodka. Okay. And, uh, that's bad. Sure. Um, anyway, but the thing is every once in a while you get some fucking random insane person. And by the third winery, they start saying wild shit. Like I had this woman last week and she starts a sentence by saying, uh, you know, one good thing that Hitler did. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> one good. Th How many are on your list? Schindler? What the fuck is going on? And she's like, uh, he instituted a 20% gratuity for all the servers in Berlin. Shit, that actually is pretty good. That's pretty good. You got me this time, Pure. <laughs> and um, yeah, you could probably guess by the way this conversation go is going that she is a bitch. Sure. Um, you're supposed to say white, but that's fine. She's also white. Um, yeah. And... <laughs> The thing is, like, I thought maybe she's just, like, some hardcore pro. Like, she's, like, pro-service industry so much. She's just willing to say insane shit. Then she tipped me 10%. I was like, this bitch is worse than Hitler. What the fuck? Scheisse. Anyway, uh, trying to figure out a th way to throw a German word in at the end there. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, I... Uh, I have ADHD. I've, I've had it for a long time. And my stepdad is the type of person who's on time to everything. Um, thank you. So I, uh, I would be late a lot. And, uh, you know, he started getting creative with ways to, like, fuck with me about it. Like, one day he's picking me up from school, and I run up to the car, and then he pulls away 30 feet, you know, which is a pretty good prank, honestly. Um, and then I caught up to the car, and he did it six more times. That is 
less of a fun prank. Yeah, I finally caught the car because we got home. We were all the way home. I didn't live that far from school, fortunately. But then the thing is, uh, three years later, I was driving, and uh, I was picking him up. And so when he got to the car, I ran him over. I fucking I killed the man. Anyway, should have been faster. All right, that's my time. This has been Mutiny Kelly Radio. Evans. Thank you. Kelly Evans, everybody. Is Denise Lee here? No. Is Wally Hippolito here? Wally Hippolito? No. Newman. All right. Next up, David Samuel. Rocking it from last night at the Punchline. You do parkour to get up here, dude. That was cool. Did you do the feedback thing on purpose? Like when you started your set, you were like, I'm going to do the feedback at the end, and then the mic did feedback. Was that on purpose? I'm going to start opening with that. Oh, wait. Yeah, this is a good bit. All right. What's up, everybody? Has anyone ever learned a lesson from someone with a face tattoo? Has anyone got a lesson from... Is there in, in like, person, face, like... Face tattoos are horrifying. Like there's like rappers that have them. You're like, that's pretty cool. You see one in person, it's pretty scary. And it's like I don't know why people get face tattoos because everyone that has one already terrifying. You know, it's just you could have just you didn't have to spend money on ink. All right, let's do it. But I learned from a guy. I used to work in Sacramento. This guy's name was Sonny. I worked with Sonny at a Carl's Jr. Sonny had on his face a Sacramento Kings logo tattooed right on his cheek, and the K was an AK-47. And uh, that guy, I learned a lot from him. I learned that you could just leave any job. Like, you could just quit. Nothing happens to you, right? Because one time we were working at Carl Jr., and across the street I watched Sonny get on a train. In the middle of the shift, he just went home. <laughs> And then nothing happened. Like, he just came back to work the next day. Nothing happened, right? It didn't matter. And I learned how oh, you could just, like, leave shitty jobs because the reality is, like, Burlington Co-Factory doesn't call Wendy's. Like, that doesn't happen, you know? All right. Trying out a new format of that. I don't like it. I don't like it. Let's see. Lauren, do you read, uh, do you read the Erotica? This is not even common. I'm just curious. You don't read erotica? No. Do, you, any, do any of you read erotica? Yeah, I was right. I was in an argument earlier. You've read it, but you don't. It's not. Right. Did it turn you on? It did. It was very hot. Interesting. I forgot my dad used to like, he had penthouse porn. That was his thing. And they would, like, write stories, and I would, like, read them as a kid. I'm like, I don't really, like, it's not, I'm not, like, getting, it's not hot to me imagine someone else fucking. Does that make sense? Like, I can watch porn because it's, like, visual, but I can't, like, insert myself. Anyways, okay, that doesn't, I just need to pull the room so I can win an argument with someone. All right, um, let's see, what the fuck. We used to, we experienced uh, a lot more violence 
up until like until recently like we didn't have a serious debate about whether or not we should like stop being our wives until like 40 years ago like that's a new thank you that's like a new thing right we've all i used to experience men used to experience violence we also used to experience violence so i was talking to like a female friend of mine and she can't speak for all women because only a man could do that but okay it's weird when it's all men in here but uh <laughs> it's not good all right but um she was telling me that she really likes watching like true crime documentaries because it makes her excited. It's not like she doesn't have empathy essentially to it, right? It's just exciting for her. And that's because we're not experiencing violence on like a regular day-to-day -day thing. It's not, no so that's the outlet now. So what I'm saying is if you find your girlfriend watching true crime, you need to give her what she wants. All right, that's fine. Thank you, Mini Radio. It's weird to... I don't like when it's all men. David Samuel, everybody. Thank, Thank you. you. Next up, he just walked in. Are you ready? Jason King. All right, you're up. Woo, all right. Give it up for yourselves, everybody. We're doing the work. Come on. Let's be positive about it. Also, David Samuel killed it last night, all right? Give it up for him. One more time, everybody. It's, it's funny. It's right back down with the rest of us. All right, cool. Um, let's see. I was reading the news today, and I saw an article that said uh, they're uh, treating like old people's memory loss by zapping them, like in their brains. And I like. I wonder if the treatment actually works, or if people are just being tortured into remembering. <laughs> yeah, like a like a like if you read the study further, it just says. Uh, yeah, all the the entire test group said all their answers in screams. <laughs> it was like, do you remember your son's name now? <laughs> yeah. It's like it's Kevin. It's Kevin. Um, all of a sudden, they start recalling Vietnam. <laughs> and they're like, wow, this really works now. Um, they remember everything. All right, cool. Let's see. I thought that would work, but maybe not. All right, cool. You thought it was cool. That's not good. That's not what I want to hear at all. It's, it's, like, it's like you take out your dick when you're having sex. Like, is this good? It's, it's cool. <laughs> Let's see. I um, see what I'm talking about. I, I feel like colonization makes a lot more sense once you've tried white food. <laughs> like, I'm just imagining, like, an indigenous person getting stabbed through the heart with a spear, and they're like... Why all this for black spices? And they're like, have you ever had a potato seasoned with water? <laughs> right? They, they come in the house, all the indigenous people are like, are you going to rape and pillage us? And they're like, rape and pillage? Yes, but first, the oregano. <laughs> all right, cool. Don't rape and pillage. Not funny. All right, cool. Uh, I, I, you know, the, the funniest thing about it is just like, I guess to me, it's like after all that, after all that work, why people still don't use spices, you know? Like the Italians are the only people not letting people die in vain, you know? Like a lot of people had to die for those tomatoes, but at least we got pasta. Yeah. Yeah. But like the English, the English have no excuse. They're just they're still eating shepherd's pie. That's crazy. That's disgusting. All right, cool. Hmm. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Are these bad or is the is room bad? I, I haven't, I can't tell yet. Is there? 
It's me? All right, cool. Well, I, well, I know one line works, so that makes it feel like it's But like, If none of the lines work, that would have made me happier. <laughs> you know what I mean? But one of them works, and I'm like, well, fuck. I guess all the rest of it sucks. Um, let's see. Um, what else do I want to work on? Here are... Da, 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 da. Cool. Someone told me today that uh, all my jokes are the same. They're just different variations of how white people suck. Um, and I responded, listen, white people suck in a lot of ways. <laughs> Damn, I didn't write that one out. That one works. This is fucking stupid. <laughs> I hate all this. Um, uh, I feel like a lot of comics have been doing shows in a lot of like surprise locations. Uh, I recently... I recently got booked to do a show at my ex-girlfriend's house. And I was like, this is this is a fucking surprise. You know, of all the fucking places. All right, that's a wordplay joke. It doesn't work. Fuck. All right, cool. Thank you very much. Have a good day, guys. Jason King, everybody. Thank you. And next coming up is Newman Shake. Hey guys, happy to be here. Um, I don't know. I are you guys on Tinder? Tinder people? No, you guys are happy. Okay. Now I'm on. I'm on Tinder. I've been using. Um, I've been using Tinder for like LinkedIn connections. Like that's what I've been doing. I'm either gonna, like my Tinder's profile screams two things. Like either I want to fuck, or I want to talk about the latest in cloud development. Like that's what it's for. And um, I used to be I used to be a raw security guard. Yeah, it's a real job. Um, yeah, I used to be a raw security guard. I like working at Ross because it was cool seeing. Um, because I would steal so much shit from Ross. You know, like like manager should get mad at me. She'd be like, Newman, you're a horrible security guard. People are stealing shit all the time, and uh, that's the nicest thing she ever said to me. Because uh, from a certain perspective, she wasn't. Um, insulting me as a security guard she was just complimenting me as a thief and that's way nicer i think um i feel like uh, i feel like women should have sex with me. this joke is so weird because only guys so this is not but fuck it um i feel like women should have sex with more homeless people because um i don't know if you bring like a homeless guy to your house he's gonna do whatever it takes to stay inside like as long as possible all right that's a joke about not nutting but okay I'm working on that. Um, I feel like uh, I feel like Amelia Earhart is the worst feminist because uh, she said she was gonna fly over the Atlantic, and then she just didn't. Like, do you know do you know how bad that is for women? That'd be like if uh, Gandhi said he was gonna go on one of those like hunger strikes and you just saw him at Taco Bell the next day. Like, that's not that's not good for the cause. I um I have a weird relationship with my dad um because uh I remember while I was. I am in school, but um, I was at a point where I was like, I was switching majors constantly, and I told my dad, I was like, I'm just gonna be a computer science major to be a stereotype. And he was like, Newman, don't be a stereotype, because you're too stupid to be one. And yeah, that, that's actually a true story, so. Sad you didn't laugh at that. Um, what else do I wanna do? Um, I, li I like the fact that Indian people, our stereotype is that we're just like good at computers. Because, like, the other Asians, they have a stereotype where they just have a little dick. And I would rather be good at something 
then you know just not okay um let's see a lot of dad stuff I need therapy um my dad got mad at me once he's like um newman i'm really disappointed that you're not 5 11 and uh, i'm 5 10 and uh, he's 5 8 so i don't know what he was talking about but yeah that was weird um all my roommates speak spanish except me so i've been saying stuff like uh, this is america we speak english here and it's really weird because all my roommates are white so i don't know if i'm being racist or if i'm just demanding inclusion in like a fucked up way um let's see thank god um what else do i want what do i want, what do I want to end with um I was talking to one of my older coworkers recently, and um, he was like, um, he was like, your generation is so entitled because um, of your participation trophies, which was really weird to me because back then they used to just give everybody a well-paying job. Like, you know, that's, I would much, I would, I would like to afford things, you know, that's, all right, I think I'll end it there. Goodbye, guys. Newman Shake, everybody. Give it up for Newman. Thank you. Next comedian coming to the stage is Sam West, and he wants comments. Sam West, everybody. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? Just moved here from East Coast. First time doing stand-up on the West Coast. I'm kind of excited. I, uh, I'm skinny. I was always a wannabe hippie, you know, growing up in Vermont, Northeast. Um, you know, for an idea of what I was like in high school, you know, one time I was vacuuming, and I didn't realize the headphones were so high. And I, I didn't realize because of that, the vacuum was off. I was like, fuck, man. Just gave my house a 45-minute belly rub. I mean, I wasn't a total loser. You know, like, I did cool DIY projects. Like, one time I put Braille on my windows, describing the view outside, so that my blinds feel included. Yeah. Another time I put a bathroom in my bedroom to upgrade it to a half-bedroom. Yeah. Cool stuff. But I was never as cool as my dad. My dad, man, was the fucking coolest. He was super fit. He was a D1 athlete, you know? Just ate meat raw, the fucking man, you know? And, uh, yeah, he just, he couldn't help it. He was too cool, you know? So, he was chill, fulfilled, more fulfilled than Harry Styles' hairstylist, you know, that kind of guy. And, uh, I just wanted to be like him. He was an ex-cop. He had that military thing going on, you know? And the closest I could get to that was 1620, you know what I mean? Just wasn't there. So uh, I wasn't into guns or sports or any guy stuff. And he tried, but it was like taking a blind kid to a silent movie, man. I just couldn't get into it. I wasn't cool enough like my dad. You know, I wanted to cook, you know, kind of my dad wasn't too into that. And I got into cooking because I saw Gordon Ramsay, you know, that show where he uh, like it lets people take his daughter out on a date. You know, I, I saw that one where Jeffrey Dahmer took his daughter on a date. I, I don't want to ruin it for you guys, but he was like, oh, Jeff, you've cooked a fucking raw. Yeah, I love, I love that fucking show, man. And that got me into cooking. So, you know, wanted to be like my dad, wasn't that cool. And uh, then I started getting into trouble, telling the truth in the library kind of deal. And uh, my dad was like, you know, you need to figure something out. So I was like, what am I gonna do? I could get into the skydiving club, but I feel like it won't be good in five years to say I was a school parachuter, you know? So let me try something else. Well, uh, I was sitting there watching a movie and I was always, you know, a little stoned. So I'd mix movies up. I was watching some Spielberg movie. Um, I always mix up Spielberg movies because there's Schindler's List, 
Which for those of you that don't know, it's the one about the Nazis and they round up all the Jaws and they do terrible things to them. And I always mix that one up with that other Spielberg movie about the great white sharks. And uh, then I watched Remember the Titans. Got a little inspired. I was like, oh, sweet. All right, maybe, maybe football, you know? Kill two girls with one cup. Impress my dad and get into something, get out of trouble, join a sport. So I got excited. You know, it's the ultimate American sport. Literally 70 years ago, came here. We're like, we need a name for this. Let's name, let's, you know, let's take the name of the most popular sport in the world and just name our thing that. That's America, best sport. So I actually had a good play. And I was like, yes, my dad's going to be so proud of me. I saw him walking down and I had sacked the quarterback. And in my head, I was like, oh man, he's going to be... Hearing like Mufasa's voice, like coming from the sky, you know, my son. It's like, yes, I've done it. He comes down and, and I realize I look down and I've broken my thumb in half. So I, I run to the sideline. He takes me to the doctor and I'm like, oh man, dad, I just want to be a man. I'm sorry. You know, I just want to like make you happy. This and that. I thought it'd be so much cooler. He's like, Sam, being a man isn't about, you know, eating meat or being jacked or any of that. You know, dogs can do that. Being a man, you know, being a man's about having thumbs. Yeah. All right. Thanks, all. Sam West, everybody. Anyone have comments? Anyone have comments? I love the thing with the 45-minute belly rub with the vacuum cleaner. I thought that was great. Anybody else? No? Okay. Thank you, Sam. Next up is Denise Lee, everybody. <laughs> that was like the saddest little clap. That's all right. Okay. We're just going to say some things out loud today. Um, every time I'm on a Zoom meeting, I just get like this violent urge to eat a popsicle but I feel like that's kind of like the worst time to eat a popsicle when you're just making like deep eye contact with somebody on camera and just licking this thing. All right, okay. Um, I read this article that a standing in a power pose like increases your confidence when you just really like take up space, but every time I stand in a power pose, it just makes me feel like I'm at the gynecologist, which just doesn't feel very powerful. Uh, when I was 22, I got a pap smear for the first time. Uh, I went to the doctor, and uh, she was like, all right, like my nurse is going to like insert this thing inside of you. And she saw I was looking worried, and she was like, oh, you can hold my hand. And at first, I was like, wow, what great bedside manner. And then she was like, this might hurt a little bit because you haven't had anything inside of you before. And then I was like, all right, this fucking bitch. Wrote her a Yelp review. I was like, one star. She does not believe in me. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, I, asked, I asked my doctor about monkeypox. This is a different doctor. How to get a new one after that incident. Um, I asked my doctor about monkeypox, and she was like, oh, you know, like, uh, stay away from people with visible symptoms, and you'll be fine. And I was like, well, 
what are the symptoms? And she was like, oh, the symptoms are like a rash on your face, a fever, etc." I was like, what the hell is etc." I was like, you can't just list two symptoms and not finish the list. And she was like, it's a long list. I'll look it up and email it to you. And I was like, this is why you're still a general practitioner. <laughs> Uh, I think that the I think the word etc is like perfect for when you don't know how to finish a sentence. You know, you kind of want to like gaslight the other person into thinking that they should know how to finish the sentence. Uh, like the other day at work, my boss was like, "What are the reasons that you didn't finish your work this week?" And I was like, "The reasons are unexpected, etc." And she was like, "What?" And I was like think about it. You should know. Um, let's see. Uh, I, I look, I look pretty young for my age. Like whenever I tell people I just turned 38, they're always like, what? That's crazy. And I'm like, I know, right? Cause it's not true. I'm, I'm in my twenties, but people always believe it for like a minute, you know, but you can, but I can tell I'm in my twenties, but I can definitely tell I'm getting older because like, when you look at me, I just look dead in the eyes now, you know, like not a, not a glimmer of hope or optimism anymore. You know, just the light has been extinguished. And on that note, I think we'll, we'll leave it at that. All right. Thank you. Denise Lee, everybody, thank you. Not a glimmer of hope. <laughs> All right, next up is uh, Dishant Punjara. No? Dishant Punjara? Okay. Trevor? No, Trevor. Jay Stewart. Jay Stewart is here. I see him. Yay, coming to the stage. Everybody, give it up, please. Thank you. Woo. Thank you. Man, I can't even get Denise to stay for two sets. <laughs> Comes and goes. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to smoke this. Thank you. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i angry today. I am. It's the, the weed. Um, I did want to sit, like, sit, but honestly... It, this stage is like a standing stage. You can't really like, where, where am I going to put it? Somewhere to sit, you know what I mean? I, I'm I'm annoying. And this is why I'm bringing this on stage. Because I got to get over this. I got to like let things go. If I ask a girl out. See, this is the thing. is I don't, I'm not on dating apps. So if I ask a girl out, it's like kind of a high priority. I'm like, whoa, like if she gets me a, a number, or if I get her number, right? I'm like, dang, that's like you know, three months of hinging, you know, like that I just got out of the way. So it's like, if I get a girl's number, I'm like pretty excited. It's a pretty high priority. But every time that I do it, I just get paranoid. I'm like, she has like 30 guys talking to her in dating apps on her phone. And I can't, one, I can't get over that. Two, I can't get over, I just need to let it go, right? Like I need to just be able to let it go. Like, I don't, you know, she doesn't owe me anything. But for some reason, I, I like legitimately got angry. I'm like, we can't even go. This girl lives on my block. We met in the most romantic way ever. This is why I, I'm having trouble letting it go. So, hang on. For like six years, 
anytime I see somebody walking down the street with flowers, um, you know, they're going like, not not paying attention, right? If I see a girl and she has some flowers in her in her hand, or anybody really, it could be a dude too. I'll go, I'll like see them on the street. And I go, and I'll make the face like for me, like oh my gosh. And I did that to this girl yesterday, and this is the first time in six years she goes, oh, you don't have any flowers. Everybody should have some flowers. And so she gives me some flowers and some purple flowers, which is my favorite color. And um, I just thought that was like such a sweet and wholesome interaction. When I, I met, I saw, met this girl for like five minutes, and she like just gives me flowers. I thought it was like so nice. I'm like that's so that's so sweet. Um, and I suggested since I'm leaving at the end of the month, I don't really have time to be like actually like dating somebody. But I still want to get coffee with this chick. And so I suggested we live literally on the same block, and I suggested the cafe right across the street. I'm thinking is a bad idea. Do you think that's a bad idea? I thought it was like a funny suggestion, right? It's like we meet like right in front of our house. Um, but I mean, I lived right there too. Um, yeah, but I was like pretty anxious today too. I really, <sighs> thanks. I was pretty anxious today because like I just couldn't, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I was just very ang anxious today. Didn't smoke any weed. I was very angry about that. There's something else I was going to say, and then I took a drag, and I can't remember. That's my time. Give it up for your host. Jay Stewart, everybody. Thank you. Woo! Your next comedian coming to the stage is from all the way from Paris, France. Please give a warm welcome to Zach. Uh, thanks, guys, for coming in. <laughs> Can you guys hear me okay? Can you hear my accent too? All right. I want to be transparent. I, I'm not French. I, I'm gay. It's <laughs> same thing, right? Uh, yeah, I'm not really gay. I'm just French. I'm from a small village in France. Anybody here from a small village? It's, it's hard to be relatable. I moved to the States in 2012. I lived in Philadelphia. Um, I first lived in North Philly, actually, with a black family. I don't know why I need to specify that they were uh, in North Philly. <laughs> wow, they liked it outside too. That's cool. Um, positive story for you guys. I uh, just started seeing someone new. Thank you so much. Yeah. You know her too? Yeah. She's uh, she's new to me. You know, she's uh. She's been around for a while. Right, Lauren? Yeah. <laughs> She's in good, condi in good condition, but um, nowhere near new. She said she won't have sex before marriage. Be honest with me. Um, would anybody here marry her so we can fuck? Yeah? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of weird. I, I respect it, you know, but... Um, on our first date, she showed up on a broken moped, like it was leaking, couldn't start it, and would barely turn. And I told her, um, I think you need a new moped. And she told me, I uh, just got it from a, a guy who told me it was brand new. But he he wouldn't let me try it before I paid. And I said, oh, really? <laughs> he wouldn't let you wouldn't let you ride it before you, before you committed? 
what can we learn from this situation and apply it to our relationship, you know? Anyways, uh, we broke up because I, uh, I was in a hurry. I'm almost Jewish. Thank you so much, guys. Yeah, according to my Jewish grandma. <laughs> yeah, she told me, you see, your, your dad is Jewish because I'm Jewish, but your mom isn't Jewish, so you're not Jewish. And I asked her, am I a nice guy because you're a bitch? That makes any sense. <laughs> Thank you. You know her too? <laughs> uh, something positive now. My mom has brain cancer. Uh, that's not the positive part yet. Yeah. Um, I never thought she deserved it. Except once. When I was seven years old, 1998, uh, we had tickets, me and my family, to see my favorite band. Probably your favorite band too. The, the Spice Girls. Right? <laughs> Two days before the concert, uh, my brother got COVID. The day before the concert, my mom got sick too. Thank you. So I asked, can I go with daddy? And uh, my mom said, uh, <laughs> no, we'll go together as a family when the Spice Girls come back. Um, if you know history, six months later, the Spice Girls split up. We never got to see them. It was my dream. That's the only time I thought my mom deserved. Uh, Anyways, <laughs> I'll leave you guys with this. In France, I don't know if you know this, but we do something really weird with American movies. We have the movie in English, like the sound is in English, but the subtitles are in French. And anytime they say the N-word, they translate it to friend. <laughs> like my friend, for real. To make it less offensive. So I have never understood the concept of the TV show Friends. Where are they? <laughs> Thank you guys so much. That's my time. I'm here for six days. If you guys want to hang out, I just got here today. That's my first time here. Thank you. Thank you, Zach, all the way from Paris. Thank you. If you have any comments all too right. about my accent, shit, don't hesitate. No comments? Anybody? Does anybody have any comments? Oh, I, I love the uh, French bit. Yeah. Thank you. Excellent. There's lots with the almost Jewish too. Yeah. There's lots to explore there. A lot of fun with that, with your grandma. Yeah, yeah that's good. You're welcome. Yeah. Almost. <laughs> Do we have any more comments? Uh, comics? Anybody else? No? All right, then that is our show. Thank you very much. Mutiny Radio Job Workshop is uh, we'll be back next Monday, and we're here on Friday with the Mutiny Radio uh, open mic at 6 o'clock. Thanks very much for showing up, everybody. Have a good night.
Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> International banking, diplomatic cables, nuclear missile launch codes all rely on unbreakable encryption. What if these codes were no longer secure? That nightmare scenario seems to be a reality. A shadowy underworld syndicate is auctioning off access to the world's encrypted secrets. The only plausible explanation for this ability? Someone has achieved the holy grail of code-breaking, quantum computing. Veteran CIA agent John Clooney must track down the perpetrators and retrieve this technology for the U.S. government. And it's personal, as the Enigma brokers have already cost the lives of his fellow agents, perhaps including his partner. John Wessex's The Enigma Brokers is the first book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it on Amazon. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit? Thing called. It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> I was just leaving the theater. Convertible 1969 gold Cadillac with the white material. I drove it up here. And I started to do some thinking. I had a really, really good time. Flat black glasses. Smoking big spliffs and cruising. Saturday noon to two. On the freeway. Good I am a total fan. Hello, Blake. Henry. Yeah, Charlie here. Yeah, I have a report here, Henry, from your uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man. Has John Clooney's friend and ally become a dangerous enemy? 
Private investigator Anton Gruber has been CIA agent John Clooney's trusted aide. Clooney may have questioned Gruber's taste in cuisine, but never his loyalty, until Gruber double-crossed him. Escaping with his life, Clooney is sidelined while his superior attempts to discover how Gruber was compromised. The investigation delves into Gruber's astonishing past, from his unpleasant days as an East German border guard to life as a narcotics agent, from his time in the tango clubs of Buenos Aires to a trip up the Amazon in search of Nazi gold. John Wessex's The Prague Deception is the third book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it on Amazon. Hey, Mutineer Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody. Meals on Wheels is dedicated to fostering independent living for San Francisco seniors by providing hot, nutritious meals delivered to their homes. They're committed to fostering independent living for as long as possible. For more information, please call Meals on Wheels at 415-920-1111. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Are you looking for local handcrafted leather goods? Look no further than Skin on Skins, a local mission leather working shop. All original pieces handcrafted for you. Jackets, belts, purses, jewelry, everything made out of leather. You need your bicycle seat fixed? You want it in cool leather? Under can do it. You have a motorcycle that you want to fit out with side bags and cool stuff talk to under go to skinonskins.com that's s-k-i-n-o-n-s-k-i-n-s.com you just went to Folsom Street Fair and you don't have enough leather go see under everything is handcrafted and understated quality fine leather handcrafted goods for all of your needs he also does fixes maybe you love that jacket he'll put the zipper back in Talk to Under at SkinOnSkins.com at 20th and Mission. Check them out at SkinOnSkins.com. Volunteer for the San Francisco Food Bank. The San Francisco Food Bank release on volunteers like you to help sort, package, and distribute healthy food to people in need in San Francisco. Each year, over 22,000 people contribute thousands of hours to fighting hunger in our community. This support will enable the SF Food Bank to distribute 43.5 million pounds of food this year. 
enough for 93.000 meals every day. But they can't do it without volunteers. Visit www.sffoodbank.org slash volunteer. Again, www.sffoodbank.org slash volunteer to find out how you can help. assassins are already dead? A shadowy group of killers for hire is eliminating world leaders, crime lords, and CIA agents. Inexplicably, the deceased contract killers have the DNA of people who are long dead. CIA agent John Clooney devises a dangerous plan to capture a shadow killer alive. Contract a hit on himself. John Wessex, The Shadow Killers, is the second book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it. On Amazon. Take a psychedelic circus journey to the dark side of the moon with Bow and Arrow Presents Dark Side of the Circus, a psychedelic circus show set to Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. Playing for one weekend only, September 16th through 18th at Dance Mission Theater. Tickets available now at Dark Side of the Circus. Dot brownpapertickets.com. Mutiny Radio listeners can get a $25 ticket with promo code MUTINY420. Bow and Arrow will see you soon on the dark side of the moon. Ladies and gentlemen, no theme song, no preamble. Go straight to your YouTube search engine and put in Modesty Blaze 1966. Modesty, you don't know how to spell that. Blaze, B-L-A-I-S-E, 1966. You'll find the channel, I Fly 2. It's the only one you'll find. Modesty, B-L-A-I-S-E, 1966, I Fly 2. Press the link, press pause, slide it back to zero, zero, and we're going to do the countdown. No celebrity, no Brumbot. Let's just do it right away. Ready, Michael? Ready, Michael? Three, two, one. Go. Hi, Carl. And we're off to the races. Welcome Bye. to LWAFLMOYT. Let's That's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Way to go, Carl. Is this, modest, is this Modesty Blaze right here? Yeah, that was Modesty. Well, she is wearing pajamas, so I guess that's <laughs> why they call her Modesty. 
Yeah, wait, watch how she wakes up in the morning. Beautiful. It's a movie. Look at her. She's in a dress. Her right. hair is done. You know, the problem about having like a sunken bed is that like when you smoke cigarettes, uh-huh. you knock the ashtray right into your bed or like, uh, <laughs> you know, you smell it. Like you have to move the ashtray away from your, your pillow. <laughs> You're speaking from experience. Well, I mean, take sunken bed and mattress on the ground. They're interchangeable, right? Mm-hmm. It's a futon, loser ton. It's a loser <laughs> ton. A loser okay. This is Modesty Blaze, and she was originally a comic strip in the newspaper. And uh, I think it was only three years earlier, 1963. It got popular. She's a spy, you know. Is she British, American, vaguely European? This actress is totally Italian, and this is her first movie in which she speaks English. And she does okay. I know uh, her cousin, Humble Bragg Blaze. <laughs> Humble Bragg Blaze? Yeah. Oh, Terrence Stamp. Okay, turn up the sound because you got to hear their theme song. Oh, nice. Remember it from the trailer? Yes, the three and a half minute trailer. Now, this is the duet of David and Jonathan. They were a pop duo in Britain. They had two top 20 hits in 1966. Is this one of them? No. <laughs> but they got paid, and they worked with the Beatles' George Martin, and they did Paul McCartney's song, Michelle. They made some money. Fair enough. Dude, I like their harmony, although I think David does a better job than... Uh... Jonathan? Jonathan, guess what? Neither of them, that's not their names. <laughs> it's not their names. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Show business. That's crazy. Oh, that is crazy. The thing is, if you're going to get a stage name, why would you go with Jonathan? I mean, they must have tested. <laughs> now, somebody said that, like, in the Bible, there was a David and a Jonathan, and they were best of friends. So maybe that's where it comes from. Right. Who that suspect? Here's our songs, Monastery. So we stream live every week on Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. That's where you can catch us first. But you catch us on a podcast. We drop every week. Every Sunday. Yeah. It's a RSS feed, or you go to the search engine, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Facebook page of Let's Watch Fully. I love it, Carl. Keep going. Keep going. Ed? Yeah, well, we got the YouTube channel where Carl, our curator, who thinks he's uh, not part of the show, he thinks he's guesting. Oh, they're saying, why should we get Modesty Blaze? We have our best man on it. And then he's going to get totally exploded. <laughs> okay, we'll get Modesty. I recognize him from the Ministry of Ordinary Walks. <laughs> yeah, very boring walk. Oh, hello. Can I help you? Okay, you see this mime? Yeah, He'll like figure into comedic bits in the beginning until he's like mime killed. He's not like, necessarily a mime. He just whispered into that spy's ear. <laughs> That's right. My kid's trying to be a mime now. Can you believe that shit? My kid is trying to be a mime. He's upstairs in his room practicing his miming, and I was like, I was like, keep it down up there. He's not doing a good job. Keep your miming to a minimum. Well, he's a beginner. Ah, the illusionist. This is the illusion. 
illusionist. He will figure in for a while. Oh, is he like a Batman villain? Ooh, no, yes. he's more like a crony. He's gonna work for our villain. Oh, you know what? This is just a bridge too far. This is a bridge British too far. That's funny. Oh wait, you were doing National Geographic. Modesty Blaze. Oh, you are doing the theme song. Yeah. Okay, get ready. Brace yourself for a big explosion. This okay. guy's gonna get poofed. Uh, is he bells in Amsterdam. Two. <laughs> the whole building collapses. Yeah. yeah. Now, how much gas do you think was in his tank? That was too big an explosion. Look at that. Uh, not even his hat survives. Well, wow, that's oh, like no that's gonna be top news. Oh, they have the hat. Yeah, they go. There, this is terrible. We've got to get more to see, please. She'll never come on board. She's retired now. She's a thief. She is. She's always flirted with the criminal. Now that guy, we saw him in Mesmerized a couple weeks ago. Oh, the Australian film. Yeah, he was the um, butler guy. Remember the butler dude? Right. He's like, "Are you here to hypnotize your?" Uh... No, no, no hypnotism. <laughs> Weird movie. Modesty Blaze. His name is Sir Gerald in the film. Sir Gerald, and he he had a prominent career. It just was back in the day. Now, this movie feel, always feels like a campy '60s throw, you know, like British throwback. Like, but it was based on that comic strip, so I think it was yeah. British. The strip. Yeah, the strip was definitely British, and the guy who wrote the strip uh, originally wrote the screenplay, and. Um, only one line of his ends up in the final thing. They had creative differences. You see, Modesty Blaze comic book was a comic strip. It was never right. a book. was serious. And this is like a spoof. Like the cinematographer would go on to do Casino Royale next year. It's right, it has like, that feeling. Right. James Bond was very popular. And for a little while, there were both other spy films like him or spoofs on him. Yeah, I saw one. That, sometimes it's hard to tell if it's going to be like a genuine spy movie or a spoof. Mm-hmm. Like you see them on Tubi or whatever, like OSS one nineteen. You go, what is it? Oh, it's got to be a parody, and it's not. It's just straight yeah. up. <laughs> oh, look, a no, picture within the no. picture. Yes, right now, the joke here we're getting is that you know Sir Gerald knows everything, and the. The guy who's like his minister is like a boob. Uh, what's his name? It kind of doesn't matter what his name is. He's like the head chairperson 